0: How many made some? Honestly, it's not shameful. You should. How many made some resolutions this year? One of your resolutions might be to participate more in this part of the. It's an easy change. Whether you officially wrote it down or you've thought it, I would encourage writing it down because there's something about if you haven't put it on paper, you really haven't put it in your heart. You've just kept it in your head. But I think all of us our goal every time a new year comes is to reevaluate. And where are some areas I need to change in my life to be better? Where are some areas I need to improve on? You know, get it, Get focused on what it really is instead of trying to fix everybody else. If your resolution this year is to change somebody else, that's the wrong resolution. How about change yourself? Work on you to be a better you. We kicked it off. And I I started last week with, and I I want you to realize it, and hopefully some of you got it that in order to see those changes come to pass it requires more of the same in your life and I hope that you grasp that because, because what, what I'm really saying in other words is it's a process come on how many realize that change doesn't happen overnight it's a it's a process. It's a it's a process of doing the same thing over and over and over again in your life that creates the change over time that you're after. It doesn't happen overnight. And real significant change can only take place by abiding. In Jesus Christ, who is, by the way, the same, amen? Yesterday, today, and forever. We're going to go back to the same text. I'm going to add a few more verses in there. But I want you to get this down. Jesus's really last words... that he's sharing with his disciples before all the chaos is about to happen well he has them all together except for Judas who's already been sent away to do what he needs to do and they've left the the last supper they're on their way to the garden of Gethsemane and Jesus is speaking to the disciples and he says this to them and John 15 and verse 1 I am the true vine and my Father is the vine dresser every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes so that may be more fruitful or bear more fruit For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified. That you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. And this morning, just I, I want to really stay on the same thought of last week's message of more of the same, and I and I want to preach to you on on change the pattern. I know it don't seem like it goes together. Last week I told you to do more of the same, and today I'm saying change it all up. Change the pattern. But we'll get there, amen? Well, you you can be seated this morning. I'm not even going to make you shake hands or tell them something. We're just going to get into it. Uh, I remember, and, and this will tell my age somewhat, for you people who who don't think I'm really that age. I used to get that, now, now everybody believes me. Really, some people go, you're not older? I I remember when I was... About nine or ten, somewhere in that, in that range, I got a certain game system as a Christmas present. I was pretty excited. I got the game system, the Atari 5200. Uh, how, many, how many remember that one? We had the Atari 2600 before. Before. We did with those amazing games like Pong. You remember that one? The ball just bounces and you just move a paddle and that's just up and down. We had um, Space Invaders. How many remember that one? There we go. But Atari 5200 was so much different. Oh, it came in color. I remember the Atari 26 didn't. It, or, or maybe my TV didn't, one or the other. But the Atari 5200 was in color. And and it had amazing graphics. I mean, mean graphics that are comparable to Minecraft today. Got some adults who have seen their kids watch that and go, that is stupid. I mean, it really was. It was amazing. It, it, It was almost like playing the arcade game. And with my Atari 5200 came two games that I wore out. One of them was Pole Position. How many? Remember that one? Showing some age. And then my favorite was Pac-Man. Yeah. That that was the real good one. That's the one that's lasted. Pac-Man. And when I first started playing this, I would get so frustrated. I would play I would play it way more than I should, add. Played it as much as my parents would allow me, which was until he got home, because it was hooked up till my dad got home, because it was hooked up to the living room TV. And when my dad got home, the living room TV was his TV. Do, do y'all not remember that? I mean, it was was his TV. I was then his remote at that age because we had no remote controls and I was the one who had to go turn the knobs and find me a good Western, he would say, and I'm like, there is no such thing as a good Western. But, But I would play. I just hurt somebody's feelings, and you need to forgive right now. I played this game, Pac-Man, quite a bit, and I got frustrated early on because, and maybe this, this hit you, I would go for the corner flashing dots because when you ate one of those flashing dots in the corner, the ghosts that were chasing you turned blue and ran away, and you got to go eat them and get the extra points. And what frustrated me, I would always get one or two, and then, and then my time began to run out. And right when I'm about to eat one more, they turn to the right color they're supposed to be and turn to me and kill me. And it got frustrating because I did this over and over and over again. And then I started noticing something. Maybe some of you have figured it out. Maybe I'm I'm giving you some information that you need and you can find an arcade somewhere and use it for your benefit. But I figured out, I watched, the ghost always went in a certain direction all the time. The game had a pattern to it. In other words, it, it had a certain pattern. The ghost always did the same thing. Once I realized that, I didn't worry about the ghost. I began to create my own pattern and change change what I was doing and create my own pattern. And as I played the game in my pattern, I realized when I ate the little things, the ghosts ended up coming to me because I followed. Their pattern and watched their pattern and was able to eat those things, those those mean old ghosts that used to kill me before. But but what I'm getting at, there was there was a pattern to it. There was a pattern to it, and and, and I'm, I'm going somewhere with this because when Jesus is doing this scripture, he's telling this to the disciples he's sharing his last words with them before he's to be crucified before they come and get him and he says something if you caught it he said it time and time and time again he said abide in me abide in me Uh, abide in me it became the theme of his words at this moment abide in me Abide in me, abide. There's, there's a pattern beginning to take shape in his words. Abide in me and you'll bear fruit. Abide in me and and you can do anything. Abide in me and whatever you ask of the Father, he will, he will do it. Abide, abide. He, he starts off, once it gets to several times, it's a pattern beginning to take shape. He's forming a, a pattern at this time and Jesus is trying to let his disciples know that, and you and I know that there's a pattern of this, and he uses this vineyard as an explanation of the pattern. In fact, when you really look at it in depth, he's using an agriculture pattern to explain, to explain and illustrate how God produces real change in our lives. He's using this agriculture pattern, this, this agricultural pattern of, of that, 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 that that the plants produce when they're attached to the vine. As a, the, the branches on their own, if they become attached, they're not producing anything at all. Nothing happens, but when they stay connected to a vine, they begin to produce and and he's explaining this pattern shaping uh, of if you want to produce more, you have to allow the father who is the gardener to come and cut off some things so that it can flourish more in your life because you can you can be attached and still produce little or you can be attached and produce more. And the job of the father is to come and cut off. And I know it hurts when he cuts. How many know that? How many know when he begins to cut on us, it hurts every time? But I can handle the pain in my life if I realize the pain has a purpose. If I don't realize the pain has a purpose, I'll complain about the pain and whine about the pain and never get over the pain. But if I realize the pain has a purpose to it, then then I can, I can look forward, not, not necessarily look forward to the pain, but I can look forward to what it will produce in my life because I understand it's a pattern. And he's showing us through this pattern, this agricultural pattern uh, that, that, that he will produce in us. You see, in life itself, I've realized life itself is a pattern. It really is. How, how, in fact, to prove the point, how many of you struggle where it seems like the same thing over and over and over and over again. You think you conquered this. You tell yourself, I'm done with this. And then you find yourself, you think you're doing good, and then a few months goes by, and it's well. That's just the same thing. I thought I was done with. Because life is a pattern. It, it really is. Life goes uh, as a pattern. It, it's a series. It's not. It's not really just a series of unrelated uh, problems in your life. It's it's a pattern that takes place. And the and and I, and he's trying to dis, to. To illustrate this to you and and let you realize that the fruit that we produce today is a byproduct of the pattern of our lives. It doesn't just happen. The fruit that we produce, good or bad, is a byproduct of the pattern. And if we can perceive our patterns, if we can perceive our patterns, perhaps we can fix Our problems. So real change comes from dealing with the pattern, not the problem. In in fact, I I want you to to realize this because we we don't like to look at it this way. We always want to focus on the problem, don't we? I'm fine with the pattern. I don't like the problem. The pattern forces me to change something, so I don't like the problem. I want to deal with the problem. I want to focus on the problem, and I and I, I want you to realize the problem is really the pattern. The problem really is the pattern that that we're in. In fact, I, I love math because math math goes in patterns. I. I and and, and and if you were, who, who will you, somebody give me, a, will you find your calculator on your phone? I know you've got one there. And you're in business, so I know you pull it up all the time. Because you're a numbers man. If you were to multiply 74 times 9, wh- what do you get? That's a weird number. That's really not even the number I was shooting for. Maybe it's a different problem I was looking for. A different path. Maybe y'all maybe do that. See, see again. Clear it all out. What? Oh, oh! Did y'all hear that? Seventy-four times nine equals six, six, six. It seems to, now, now, as soon as we mention six, 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 people get all, because that's, that's a problem. Nobody wants, wants six, six, six. If you know anything about the book of Revelations, we want to stay away from six, six, six. I know people that, that if they come to 666 in their checkbook, they will throw that one away and not use it. Because they don't like the outcome. Math is, if, if you realize, you cannot like the answer all you want, but if you continue on the pattern of 74 plus 74, plus 74, plus 79 times, you go through that. It doesn't matter how much you hate the answer, you're always going to get the same answer. The problem isn't the answer you're getting. uh, The problem isn't what what you're coming up to. The problem is the pattern. And if you don't like the answer, you've got to learn to change the pattern in your life because if you continue to do it the same way, I promise you, you will always get the same answer. You'll always get the same results. And you wonder why. Why? Why I'm dealing with this. Why I'm struggling with this. Because you've got to change the pattern. It's the pattern that is the problem. For instance, for instance, listen, listen, you can say and we'll we'll, we'll think our problem my problem is that I'm alone and people hurt me. No, that's the byproduct. The real problem is you live your life in a pattern that you get easily offended. You don't want to deal with people anymore when you get hurt. So you shut people out of your life and now you are left alone and hurt because you followed a pattern that you've continually followed throughout your life. The problem isn't that I just can't keep a job. No, no, you can't keep a job because you live your life in a pattern of always showing up late, never giving your best, not living in excellence, and now you are faced with a byproduct of always losing your job. Come on. We want to focus at the moment. I'm always broke well because you live your life in a pattern of overspending you refuse to set yourself on a budget you refuse to give to god first what is his so you live under a curse and you're going to constantly complain uh, that the that that the that this this oh the devourer is coming and taking uh, what you thought was extras in your life so You live in the pattern. And here's the thing. As long as you remain in the pattern, you can complain about the problem every month. But you're always going to be broke. They don't like it when I talk about money. That's like 666 right there. We always want to deal with the problem. But until you change your pattern, you're always going to have the same problem. Paul instructed the church in Rome in Romans 12 and 2. Look at what he says because we, we missed that. He said, do not conform to the pattern of this world. And if that's throwing you off, it is NIV. We misquote it in King James even and New King James, because we'll we look at that and don't conform to this world, but even in those it says, don't conform to the standard of this world." Here, don't conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then, then you'll be able to test and approve what's, what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Paul, Paul's, Paul's saying, look, don't conform to the pattern of this world. As long as you stay in the pattern of this world, You'll never be able to realize what is God's good and pleasing and perfect will. As long as you remain in the pattern of this world, you're always going to fall short of His will. You're, you're never going to bear the fruit. But, but we focus on it and we, we attribute all of our problems... To the world. We read it wrong. We attribute everything to the world. If the world was just better. Just dealing with the problems of the world. Look, Paul's not saying the world isn't the problem. Come on. You you can read it again and again and again until you have a pattern going. But the world isn't the problem. The world isn't. The pattern of the world is the problem. The the pattern of the world that always produces what I want, what I feel, what's best for me, a selfishness. And God later, the pattern of the world is the problem. And Paul's saying, look, don't conform to the pattern of the world but be transformed get out of the pattern I like what Albert Einstein said I quoted him last week on something and I thought let's use him again because he said this he said without changing our pattern of thought we will not be able to solve the problems we created with our current patterns of thought, unless you change your pattern of thought, that's why Paul said, 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 don't, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Where in my mind by the renewing of your mind, the problem isn't the, that, the, the, the world. The problem is my pattern with the world, and I've got to change the pattern. You see, it's a pattern. Paul Paul says in, in chapter 5 of Romans, he says, this says, Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. Describing a pattern. Even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who is a pattern of the one to come? Paul's describing the beginning of sin. The pattern of the world. That's why he later on in 12 says don't conform to this because he's setting it up. There's a pattern that takes place. Adam on his own introduced a pattern of sin in the world by eating the fruit that that was forbidden by by taking it. And, And ever since, we have had this naturally tendency that we're inclined with to follow a pattern of sin. Ever since Adam... He started a pattern that went down through all mankind. And now we all deal with the same issues. We're born with this sinful pattern. In fact, some of you who complain, it's not family curses that you deal with. Now, now, now follow me here because I, I believe in family curses. I believe that there are curses over families that sometimes you have to just break spiritually. But I also believe there's some things that we might say is a family curse that is nothing more than a pattern. A sinful pattern. And the the same problems that you deal with is nothing more than you have followed the same pattern that your grandparents and your great-grandparents, and your parents followed, and you're getting the same results in life that they got because you followed a pattern that was established long before, and you've watched their pattern, and you just do the same thing that they did. And the problem isn't my struggle here. My problem, really, if we get down to the root of it, is my pattern that led to this. Is it okay if I use use you? I hope. I hope or I'm going to pay for it now. (laughs) My wife's family tree has a lot of addiction in it. We can call it a curse, or we can say whenever something went wrong, this is always how they handled it throughout, and it created a pattern which developed a problem of addiction. What I love about Brandy is her eyes and her hair, and got off track. One of the things I love about Brandy is that she saw the pattern and she refused to follow the same pattern. Where they thought, I'm strong enough and I can handle a drink, Brandy has said, I wouldn't ever want to touch that because I've seen what it can do and I'm not going to even follow the same pattern that they followed So instead of becoming dependent on something to take an edge off when I feel stressed, I'm going to be be dependent upon him because if I cast my cares upon him, he will care for me. I changed the pattern. You can call it a curse if you want, but really it's a changing of a pattern in your life. If you follow the same pattern, you will get the same results. And we've watched people time and time again throughout her family and we've thought, why would they ever do that? Didn't they see, but really we focus on the problem when it was the patterns that led up to it. It's the patterns that that changes it. And if I can change my thought process, if I can change how I deal with it, if I can change the pattern in my life, I can change the byproduct that I produce. You see, it's a, the great thing about this is is that you have the power to change it. You, you really do. You have the power to change your patterns. You have the power to... And I know the enemy speaks to us and he tries to personalize it. And he tries to tell you that you really are what your problem is that you really are that he puts it personal and permanent for, for, the, for, for example the enemy will get into our minds and convince us to believe that the product is who we are so we say things like that's just who I am like it's unchangeable I don't even know why unchangeable that's not a word Good points in Scrabble, but not a word. It's on, un- I can't change it. It's just, it's who I am. It can't be changed. I'm, I'm just, I'm just a bad student. No. No, you you have a pattern of not listening and taking notes in class. Waiting till the last minute to do your assignments, staying out too late when you should be at home studying for tests that's the next day. As a result, you are a bad student. But it's not who you are. It's a result of the patterns that you've created. I just, I'm just not a morning person. How many's ever said that? Don't be mad at me right now. Because I really don't think it's that I'm just not a morning person. I think it's no, you watch TV too late. You stress out throughout the day, never taking it to God. And you don't lay out your clothes the day before. So when you wake up in the morning, you're tired and stressed. And you've had a bad pattern that needs changed. So you hate the mornings. No, it's a pattern. It goes with everything. But the enemy wants to personalize it. I'm disorganized. I'm just poor. I can't afford to tithe. I am just a bad parent. Relationships just aren't for me. No, in every case, it's patterns. In every case, it's bad patterns. You have struggled with a pattern in your life, and you have followed that pattern, and it has continued to reproduce the same hurts, the same struggles, the same trials, The same. What? Come on. It's a pattern that you've created. But I gripe because every time I go around the mountain, I face the same enemy this time. And every time I get to this point, I wish I could change. And then I go around again. And I face the same enemy. And we're surprised like we never saw it coming. Like chasing the ghost. And they give me the warning signs. Their color even starts to change going from dark blue. The noise begins to speed up. I know it's coming, but I still run into them after it's too late and I die. Pattern. Some of us go through life repeating the same pattern. Pray for me now, Pastor. Every three weeks, pray for me, Pastor. I'm struggling here. I'm going to change. Don't hear from them for a little bit. Pray for me, Pastor. They're going to quit asking me to pray for them if I keep on like that. (laughs) I had a pastor once that, that before he did any counseling with people, he would ask them, do you tithe? And if the answer was no, he would just tell them, "I can't help you," because because I can't counsel a curse off of you what you're not willing to change about you. They didn't like it, but he was honest. It's a pattern. And it continues to go, and we focus on the problem, the outcome of it, but it's all just a pattern. But because it's a pattern of the world, I can overcome it. It's not who I am. In other words, the, de- the decisions don't have to be my destiny. It doesn't have to be who I am. I can change the pattern in my life because Jesus broke the pattern of sin. He he did. And you've got to realize this. Jesus broke the pattern of the world. He broke the pattern of sin. The pattern of the world. He is the code breaker in a way. He broke it. Do, do you remember, do you remember when in in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus is on his fast, and if you think yours is bad because you've been on it for 14 days, he was in the middle of a 40-day fast. And it wasn't even a, a Daniel fast, it was a no-food fast. And in the middle of this fast, the enemy comes up to him. And he doesn't tempt him with one thing or two things, three things, a pattern. Do, do you, it, more than twice, you've developed a pattern. He tempts him with a pattern. He, he, says, he says, look, if you're the son of God, I know you're hungry. If you're the son of God, turn these bread, turn these stones into bread and eat. Jesus, Jesus says, says it is written hey, you'll, you'll learn how to break a code of the pattern if you'll follow what he did it is written you better get into your word it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the father so, so the enemy the enemy takes him up up and shows him the kingdoms of the world in a moment just showing them to him and saying if you'll just bow down and worship me I will give it all to you and he says it is written you shall worship the Lord God and him only he takes him up at a pinnacle of the temple and he tells him if you are son of God. Prove it. Prove yourself. Throw yourself down off the mountain. Off the pinnacle. Throw yourself down because the angels will come and catch you. And he says it is written you shall not tempt the Lord your God. A pattern. A a pattern. A, A pattern being established. Three Three times he tempted him. Three times creates a pattern. Remember, remember, Paul said, "Don't don't conform to the pattern of this world." What's what's the pattern? John John lets us in on it later on in First John two and sixteen. He said, "For all that is in the world, all that is in it, is is this the." Lust of the flesh. The the lust of the flesh. Remember, Jesus was tempted. He's hungry. If you're a son of God, why don't you turn these stones into bread and be filled? A lust of a flesh at the moment. And then and then John John goes on. It's not just the lust of the flesh. It's the lust of the eyes. Next temptation of Jesus was Satan shows him all the kingdoms of the world. Lust of the eyes. Next, next is, is John says, in the pride of life. If you are the son of God, prove it. Prove it. Throw yourself down. If you are who you say you are. The pride of life. the Pattern. Pattern. It's a a pattern. You see, see, what what John's saying is, Satan doesn't have any new tricks. If you'll step back and watch, he's been getting you here because you've been following a wrong pattern. But if you watch... He has a pattern of his own. There's nothing new under the sun with him. It's always going to fall in these areas, in this category. The, 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 the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, it's always going to be right in that realm. Every temptation that He gives you is going to follow within that. And if you just watch, you'll notice that the ghosts always go the same direction. It's you who's been messing it up. But if you can change your pattern, if you can change your pattern, if you can change, come on somebody! Satan was defeated because Christ Changed the pattern. He broke the code. And now I can be set free. I can follow His pattern because He created something new for me. I don't have to follow and be conformed to the pattern of the world. I can follow a new pattern in Him. I can get behind Him. And I can trust in Him. I can depend upon Him. He is now my pattern. You want to know something awesome when he comes out of the wilderness in Luke 4 when he comes out of the wilderness and he's he's been victorious he's broke the code of Satan the code that has lasted a pattern that has lasted all through ever since Adam until now, and Jesus broke it with the word of God. Depend upon it, instead of he didn't conform to the pattern of the world, and now he's victorious over it. He comes down out of the wilderness, he steps into a synagogue, he grabs the scroll of Isaiah, and this is what he proclaims right after He says, Now the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty all who are oppressed. Do you catch something there? There's a pattern of what God wants to do now. There's a pattern in what He can accomplish. It's not one thing. It's not two things. It's several. Come on, somebody. It's a, he's anointing me for this and for this and for this and for this. It's a pattern that is life changing. And if you realize it, your problems have now become his pattern. Oh, somebody didn't get that. Your problems, your, your addiction is now his pattern. I can fix that. I can change that. He's anointing me. Your sickness has now become His pattern. I can heal that. I've come to heal. Your, Your hurts in your heart has now become His pattern because He came for the brokenhearted. Your, come on, His, your problem has now manifested in His pattern. So now I can change mine because he sets me free of the old. I want you to stand with me this morning. See, if I I continue to focus on the outcome... I'll never realize that He's given me the ability to change the pattern that produces that. He set me free of some things. Don't listen to the enemy that says it's just how you are. It's just who you are. That's how your parents were. That's how your grandparents were. That's how... The family, it's just who I am. No, 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 no. No, because when he broke the pattern, when he broke the pattern, he now has the ability to fix your patterns. I can be set free. I can be set free. I can be healed. Because now my problem is his pattern. I want our worship team or our sorry, our prayer team. Our worship team's already up here. Good job. Thank y'all. give you an opportunity to come but right now I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to begin to show you the pattern in your life that has been causing the repeat of the same trials the same problems the same situations that you have dealt with Forever. And if you look at it, it's the same things that your parents dealt with. But we're going to get to the root of it this morning. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the pattern that needs changed. So that now God can set you free. Come on, just open up to you. Holy Spirit, right now I ask you that you reach down into the heart. God, I don't want a surface decision. I want a root decision. I'm tired, God, of staring at the fruit that my root has produced and griping at the fruit when, God, I've got to pull out the root. I've got to change this. So, Holy Spirit, right now begin to show, reveal God problems that are repeats in life, but then, Holy Spirit, do something special. Reveal a pattern that needs changed. Reveal the pattern, God. Let there be a renewing of the mind in Christ Jesus in this place. Right now. In Jesus' name. And we're going to worship, we're going to invite the Holy Spirit in. And listen, what, whatever you're dealing with, because I, I, I believe this, the Holy Spirit began to show some things, reveal some things. If you say, Pastor, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of going down the same things. I'm tired of circling the same mountain, the same problems, time and time again. And I want God to do something new in me. If that's you, come on. While we worship, we just get out of your seat? Let one of these just pray with you. And let God establish a new pattern in your life starting today. You can leave here free in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, come this morning. Hallelujah, Lord. Across this place. The Holy Spirit's here. And he's drawing and he's speaking. This morning he's wanting to change a new life. Put them on the right. This morning, listen. Listen, I feel this is the Holy Spirit speaking. There's some you come this morning. And you have believed the lie of the enemy that you can't change. He's got you bound. He's got you trapped. this morning I want to declare to you he does not have the power to hold you though. And if you're ready for the change that produces the fruit that pleases God, I'm ready to surrender. I want to give my life to Christ. I'm tired of following the old way. I want a new thing in my life. I want something that lasts with Him. I want to surrender to Him. If that's you, will you just slip up your hand? I'm not going to embarrass you. Just, just, Just slip it up as an act of surrenderance. There's a hand, another hand, another one, another one another one when you're not alone you're not alone there's another one there's another one you're not alone come on there's another one I surrender this morning I surrender this morning well now will you declare it will you tell him well just I want to lead you in a prayer now I'm going to invite you just repeat after me but let it come from your heart this morning As you declare it, say, Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I know I failed, but I also know that you have the power over sin. So God, now I ask that you forgive me Come be my Lord and be my Savior. From this day forward, I choose to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, can we praise him this morning for what he did in the house? Hallelujah. There's some new patterns shaping up in the place. There's some new patterns beginning to shape up. There's new fruit about to be about to be produced. Hallelujah! I want our ushers to come this morning, and we're going to give to him. we're going to give to him what he's asked of us we're going to give back our tithes and our offerings listen listen if you started giving because two weeks ago I preached on tithing you need to establish a pattern this week it takes three to start a pattern You need to be faithful, consistent in the pattern of giving. If you want to see the fruit of the blessings of God. So as now I believe this someone's someone is starting a pattern this morning with their giving, their faithfulness to Him. And don't let the enemy rob you of it. Say, don't don't say, well, I forgot my checkbook never bring your checkbook anyway. We got more ways to give than that. You can give online. You got a kiosk. You can text. It'll follow you through the steps. Just, Just follow it. Don't let the enemy rob you. Be faithful. Establish something in this place this morning. I want to declare a blessing over you as you give to him. I proclaim over you this morning as a tithing Christian the blessings of our faithful and loving Heavenly Father. As a tither, you are not limited to the ups and downs of the economy of this world system because the scriptures declare that the blessings of Abraham are upon us and set us apart and make us to prosper in all situations whether they're favorable or unfavorable. So as the heavens are open over this church and this congregation, I speak this blessing over you. I call forth jobs for the unemployed, meaningful jobs with good paying benefits. Things that have been held up in the court, such as your inheritance, godly settlements, and other legal matters, be settled in Jesus' name so you may have what is rightfully yours without any further delay those of you who earn your living as entrepreneurs or those who work in sales and commissions. I speak that God's favor be upon you so that deals and opportunities to excel will come your way. I call forth raises and bonuses to those who need them. I speak that you find money unexpectedly and that unexpected checks come in the mail right out of nowhere as a gift from heaven just for you. I speak the word increase over you. I speak abundance to overtake you. Such abundance that you miraculously come out of debt. So that the stress of those debts, release your minds and that God's peace will return to you quickly. I now release God's blessings to go forth for you and your family because this is your covenant blessing. I bless you this morning. In Jesus holy name. And if you receive it, come on, we just say amen. Let's give to him this morning.
1: February, or maybe that's just a 2020 thing, and we just need to buckle up. Um, so if you're a guest with us, we thank you, and we welcome you here to Cornerstone, and we have a gift for you at the Welcome Center, so if you are a guest, we ask you, if you will fill out the welcome cards, they're, they say new here, they're in the seats in front of you, if you'll fill that out, take it to the Welcome Center. We do have a gift that we want to give you this morning, um, so take that, and um we wanna remind you too about our community groups tonight. If you have not plugged into that yet, if there's still, please do that. We are having a great time. Um, There are four groups that you can connect to that are all over our communities from um, all the way from the north side of Bloomington to Mitchell, so they're all over the place, the locations and addresses can be found in the foyer we also have a prayer group going on here at the church church at six o'clock so they're all at six o'clock tonight on sunday night so get connected be a part of those um, 21 day fast if you haven't locked into that get involved start today start tomorrow um, we are on day 14 so seven more days to go um, just keep connecting with god when you get hungry just turn to god get fed through his word and through prayer um, this week is mops so that is, I'm looking at the screen, it's at 6.30, Mops is at 6.30. If you are a mother of a preschooler, you need a tribe. I am thankfully beyond those days, but those of you that are not, you need a tribe. So connect with um, the women here at the church at 6.30. There's child care. They have a great time, so be part of that. You guys have a great time, and we will see you again on Monday.